Play ball! The Gators Softball Podcast is on the air. For the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida, it's the next generation of Gator Sports media personalities. Bringing you the latest in Gator Sports, courtesy of the Orange and Blue Sports Network. It's your Gators Softball Podcast. Welcome to the first episode of the Gator Softball Podcast in 2024 on the Orange and Blue Sports Network. I'm Liana Handler. And I'm Ben McLeish. Hi, Ben. How are we doing today? Pretty good. Awesome. Okay, so how we're going to do this is we're going to go over performance of the week. We're going to do pitcher of the week. We're going to do batter of the week. And then we're going to preview some games. Sound fun? Sounds great. Awesome. Okay, so for the performance of the week... I nominated Olivia Miller. She pitched a perfect game on Sunday, one of only eight perfect games in Gator history. And she was the first freshman to ever throw a perfect game in franchise history. She struck out five batters, had five ground outs, and five flyouts. So her number, lucky number must be five. She earned the SEC Freshman of the Week Award, and she's the first freshman of She's the first freshman to win the award since 2020, since 2022, February 28th. You know what the greatest thing about this is? What? That Kendra Falby, who's also on the team, was the last one to win the Freshman of the Week award. So we're in good standing here. Yeah, that, that's pretty impressive. Um, anytime you throw a perfect game in softball, baseball, whatever, it's, it's an impressive feat, and it deserves... Um, Freshman of the week, player of the week, every time. Um, so that's very impressive for her. And it, I think it just kind of shows how strong these Gator freshmen have been, not only this season, but, I mean, in recent memory. Yeah, no, it's totally based on the pitching because the batting, as we'll get into, hasn't been the greatest. But if you start off winning five out of the last six games, you're on a good you're on a good streak and you know there's not a lot that can be improved but those improvements though small are really important to make sure that when we face harder opponents it's going to pay off in the end yeah and I I know the Gators haven't exactly played uh you know SEC opponents uh they've played a couple of um more of the top tier schools but they played mostly um I should say you know, smaller schools, but I mean, so far what we've seen is, uh, I would say near perfection from pitching. Um, and lately batting has been on a tear too. So yeah, I mean, if, if they just take what they're doing now, I think they're going to be one of the best teams, not only in the SEC, but in the NCAA. Yeah. One of the really awesome things that the Gators are doing is that they're limiting runs, right? They're scoring a lot of runs, but they're limiting the amount that the opposition can score. And that's how you win a softball game. For sure. Um, I don't know about you, but I would take good pitching over good batting any day, personally. Um, Which gets us into the pitcher of the week. Um, You know, um, Olivia Miller had the best game of the week. But for the best performances through and through, I'd like to give that to Ava Brown. Um, She has been nothing short of spectacular in her first season in college baseball she has allowed zero runs um through how many innings she's pitched um 14 innings zero runs only three hits and seven walks that 
is very impressive. Um, and against uh, Jacksonville yesterday, she struck out five batters um, in only six innings because of the run rule. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know what more you could ask from Ava Brown right now. I mean, if you haven't allowed a run, then you've been perfect. So the Gators couldn't ask anything from her. She pitches deep into games. Um, she's just looks like she's going to be a staple on this uh, Florida softball team for years to come. Yeah, no, totally. One of the awesome things about Ava Brown so far is that she's going deep into games, right? In the Oregon State game, she pitched five innings. In the Jacksonville uh, game, she pitched six innings. And so if you're limiting the amount that your relievers have to come in and work, that's great for the long-term season, right? You're playing so many games, and keeping those players healthy and keeping those players rested is so crucial. So I hope to see more of that from Ava Brown in the coming future. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really exciting um, to see what she's done already in her short start. Hopefully she can keep it going. Um, I know it's kind of hard for pitchers sometimes to not get in a slump, but, I mean, nothing she's uh, shown us so far has made us to believe that will happen anytime soon. Yeah, and she's staying in the zone. She's thrown about three um, walks every game, which is really great, which means she's staying in the zone. She's not letting uh, batters get an easy way out. She is making sure that they have to go toe-to-toe with her, which is so important, um, and just making sure you have control and you know where you're throwing that ball. Yeah, yeah, it's been really impressive. And again, not only the walks, but only three hits in 14 innings is is incredible. Um, so, you know, it's not just like she's getting lucky, you know, getting out of jams. She's not getting into jams. Um, most innings, she goes one up, three up, three down. So Yeah, no, totally. Um, and you talked about impressive right there. Can I mention our batter of the week? Um, I think an easy answer would be Skylar Wallace, but we're not going to be easy here. Um, Kendra Falby, she's a junior. She plays in the outfield. She led the team this weekend in nine hits and seven RBIs last weekend. And she's had the third highest batting average on the team. She's had two doubles and one triple. All of this means that she's scoring in runs. And that's how the Gators are winning, you know, 10, 11, 0. That's how they're shutting down their opponents, is making sure that every time they come up to the plate, they are driving in runs. Um, obviously, Sky Wallace has done amazing. She has the second highest batting average in the team. She's had two homers and eight RBI. So the whole team, even though there is room for improvement, Man, they've been driving in runs. Yeah, uh, it was a little scary after those first two games. Uh, two games, and you know the second game went 10 innings, so that's 17 innings where they only scored two runs total. Um, and it was kind of a little bit scary, but you know the next day they came right back and they scored 18 runs in 10 innings. And ever since then they haven't looked back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's been a, a good team effort by the Gators, but definitely Wallace and Falby have led the way. I mean, in that first game, Wallace was the lone run. Uh, luckily enough, the pitching allowed zero runs, and Wallace's home run um, basically won them the game. So um, hopefully they can continue that, that team effort like we've been seeing lately. Uh, but, I mean, Wallace and Falby, I think, will be two of the most important names on this team for the season to come. Yeah, no, you bring up a really good point, and that's that discipline at the plate. I mean, it can get so much better. They've struck out a collective 16 times. You need to work those at-bats. You need to make sure you're seeing, 
you know, 3-0 counts. Make sure the pitcher has to pitch to you. Make them pitch in the strike zone. And, you know, as much as the softball team has been scoring runs, they've been scoring runs against teams that aren't the greatest. What happens when they go against an SEC team? What happens if they go against a ranked team? We want to make sure all of the gears are clicking. So that way, when we get against those hardest, harder opponents, you know, we have the skills and the talent and the experience needed to make sure that we are winning those games. Um, one of the things that you know the Gators can work on is making sure they don't swing out of zone and waiting for pitches to come. Be patient. Make sure that you know, you're not swinging at pitches that don't need to be swung out. It's easy to score runs against bad teams again, but you saw in that Michigan game, it's a one, score, one run that matters, and in that time, they lost because of that. Yeah, um, it's really frustrating, too, when the pitching is so amazing and the the offense can't get anything going. It's one of the most frustrating things as a fan to watch. So, you know, it, it's it's good to see the runs, but obviously, you know, you're right. Against poor opponents, sometimes the batting discipline doesn't come into play. You just get enough chances that you can get those runs across the plate. But, you know, when when we start playing you know, these SEC schools that are, you know, some of the best in the country, that's going to matter. Every batting appearance is going to matter. And um, they're going to have to, you know, improve for that. I think part of that is just, you know, early season jitters, you know, antsy trying to get your batting average up, whatever. I think players um, are going to settle in, but uh, it'll be important that they work on that discipline and they draw walks, um, they limit the strikeouts, just see as many pitches as possible. Yeah, no. A lot of it might just be, you know, working the rest off, just making sure that, you know, everything's functioning. It's easy to say, you know, when we've won five games, you know, that one loss, you know, it's easy to get on the Gator softball team for that because in all the other games except for Oregon State, they've been scoring 12, 10 plus runs. Um, And they have so much talent. And I think that's the important part is making sure you use that talent is making sure you have people like Skylar Wallace who are hitting for the fences, but also making sure you play some small ball, making sure you can drive in, you know, runs with a double, a triple, a single, you know, and the Gators have been doing a good job of that. And I just would like to see that continue. Um, It's a really good start, um, but we have some games to look ahead to, which means that we're going to go through that. So on Wednesday tonight, it's the home opener. It's the first time they're playing um, in Gainesville. They're going to be playing Jacksonville again. They'll, they won against Jacksonville uh, 10-0. Um, and the last time they lost is 2005. They have a 25-game winning streak. And it hasn't been close when it comes to runs. I mean, Jacksonville hasn't scored more than three runs since 2005. What does this mean? It means if you're going to go to the ballpark today, you're probably going to see Wallace hit some home runs. You're probably going to see the Gators drive in some runs. Um, Yeah, just exciting baseball um, against an opponent that we should not lose to. Um, Things that get better in this game are especially the fundamentals. Um, There are six batters over a 300 average. Uh, Katie Christer is the only one on the team that has a 500 average. There are eight home runs in total scored by the Gators. And Skylar Wallace and Reagan Walsh are slugging a 800 uh, slug percentage, which all means that the gears are working, but we need to get to be better at making sure they run consistently. 
Um, it's also tournament weekend in Gainesville that kicks off Friday. There's a 3 p.m. game against Georgia Southern. The Gators haven't lost a game against Georgia Southern since um, they've played. They've last played them in 2001, so it's been a little bit of a long time. Um, they won one game 11-0, and they won another game 2-1. to So either it can be really close or it's going to be a blowout game. Given what the Gators have done already, I'm probably leaning towards a blowout game. Yeah. Um, I mean, every time the Gators uh, have played um, a smaller school, uh, they've pretty much dominated. I mean, the two games start of the season were against Oregon State and Michigan. I mean, those aren't, you know, no offense, but those aren't, you know, the smaller school, lower programs. Um, some of the smaller schools have really good programs, but it just seems like um, they've they figured it out um, offensively against uh, teams like Jacksonville and Georgia Southern. So, yeah, I, I'm expecting um, a big offensive performance um, this weekend. Yeah, totally. And then we move on to the 5:30 game against Loyola. They've won all of their games against Loyola, but they haven't played them since 2007 when they last won 2-0. What are we feeling about this game in particular? Do we think it's going to be a close game? Do we think that because they don't have a lot of history, the Gators you know, might have some struggle preparing against Loyola. What were we thinking, Ben? Yeah, I mean, it's always tough when you're not familiar with opponents, but I'm sure Gators have been watching um, film and they kind of know what to expect. I'm sure I'm sure they'll be prepared for it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's tough when you don't play a team often, but, you know, that's even more um, motivation to go out there and show them that you can still beat them. Yeah, no, totally. And one thing to watch this weekend is the energy levels. Obviously, it's the start of the season. So, you know, the Gators should be prepared to go these long tournaments, but it's going to be a long season. And, you know, if we're wasting relievers here, what does that look like, you know, in April, in May? Um, so just look out for how these Gators are feeling down the stretch, you know, in that sixth, seventh inning. Um, and just see how they're reacting to the game, whether it's a blowout, whether it's a close game, um, you know, just what their um, approach is and how much they have to work to get these wins. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's always better for energy and team morale when you're winning. I mean, I'm sure relievers um, and starting pitchers just get a little bit more motivated and can throw harder, faster. Um, when the morale is high, um, I, I think it's going to help coming home. I mean, they, they had um, uh, six uh, away games to start uh, the season, so I'm sure it's going to be great to just come home, um, you know, get to sleep in your own bed, and just um, just perform, um, you know, comfortably how how they know they can. Um, and so. To finish off the weekend, um, they have games against uh, College of Charleston and another game against Georgia Southern on Saturday. Um, that'll be um, a 12.30 p.m. and 3 p.m. start time. So, um, you know, that'll be a quick turnaround from uh, the night before. So uh, I think to um, go with your point, I think their, their energy levels are going to need to be high for this tournament. I mean um, – Five games in three days is a lot of baseball, uh, softball. Um, 
so yeah, I'm I'm, in, I'm interested to see uh, what pitchers we'll see uh, this weekend and what kind of combination if they let um, the pitchers go five, six, seven innings, or if it's kind of more of you know uh, a team effort on that front. But it's going to be extremely important um, that uh, the pitchers can utilize their pitches properly and pitch as far as uh, they're supposed to. Um, and the final game is on Sunday against College of Charleston again. Um, and then they have uh, two, two days rest. Uh, but, yeah, it, it'll be important, especially on Friday and Saturday, to manage the innings well and, you know, get the players um, through the games. Well, one of the good things that the Gators have towards them is that it's not hot in the swamp. Right, it's different playing a tournament when it's 90 degrees and it's sunny and the sun's just beaming on you, and all you want to do is take some water. And the Gators don't have to deal with that. It's going to be a fairly nice uh, weekend in Gainesville, um, and you know it's going to be a lot easy just to step out. You know, maybe it's even going to be a bit cold for some Floridians. And so, you know, just getting that energy and making sure, you know, they're warmed up, they're ready to go. I believe in the Gators this weekend. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and if it's going to be a little bit colder, um, then the ball probably won't fly as well. So that's good for the pitchers, bad for the hitters. So we'll have to see um, how that balances out. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great weekend for some softball. Um, and you know, the Gators are going to have a crucial tournament in ahead where again, smaller schools, they're going to want to take four out of five, five out of five. Yeah, no, totally. Win as much as you can now. So that way, when you go up against SEC schools, you have that padding there of some, you know, wiggle room just to see of when you're qualifying and how, you know, much room you have over your opponents in the SEC um, just by padding these stats right now, you know, just go for the jugular. Just make sure you don't lose games against smaller schools um, and just keep scoring runs like they have already. Yeah, um, I think that'll be the key for this early part of the season. Um, so thank you, everyone, for listening to the Gator Softball Podcast on the Orange and Blue Sports Network. You can find the network on Instagram and Twitter at OBSN Gators. And check out our YouTube channel for live student-run play-by-play broadcast of select Gators games.